Welcome back to the Better Man, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on another episode where we look at the physical and mental side of things. We're trying to develop our baseball players not only into better ball players, better men, giving them life lessons. And you hear that from today's guest, which is Mike Fraunfelter, Frowny as I like to call him. He's the head coach at Urbana High School in Urbana, Maryland. He's beginning his 16th season there for the Hawks. He's been to five regional finals, won four conference championships, went back-to-back in 17 and 18, been to two semifinals as well. And um, in 2010, I know he was uh, fortunate to have the Frederick Coach of the Year honor. And he's a around a really tough place, uh, surrounded by some really great coaches. And he's right in there with them. Uh, he doesn't believe that he hears that, but uh, he certainly is. And I'm really happy to be able to talk to Coach Fraunfelter. And um, let alone his coaching attributes, he was also a great player in his own right. Got to play at West Virginia and um, had a career batting average of 324 there. Played nearly 150 games for them was an all-state player and from Frederick High School. And, um, you know, you hear a lot through this conversation. We had a really long conversation. One of the things that really stood out to me was just how much he has matured and grown through his process of coaching and with his 16 seasons and how he used to have a long list of rules and now he's just got a few standards, a few things that are really stick out to him and how he talks about It's not about you. Put your ego aside and teach the kids the game. I think it's one of the most powerful things that's been said in the 38 episodes now for the podcast. So without further ado, I want to give you over to hear Coach Mike Fraunfelter from Urbana High School. And let me tell you, between Florida, California, you know, I'm playing on lighted fields, mm-hmm. perfect, you know, some of these Bermuda grass, mm-hmm. great, great fields, right? Like, yeah. you know, we played, we played uh, just in the neighborhood, we played all the time. We'd go out there and just, it would be three of us, put a box up on the wall, have a tennis ball, someone have a bat, someone hits, mm-hmm. one guy in the field, one guy pitch. And that's how we would just do things, like that's how we yeah. played. And uh, and then I moved to Maryland. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, the <laughs> so where we moved, um, uh, I, I couldn't play Frederick Bay Ruth because of some of the district area. So the, where we lived at, across the, the highway on 340, you know where 340 is. Yeah. Across the highway, um, on your way going out towards Jefferson, New Brunswick. Yep. Um, Across the highway, they could play Frederick Bay Ruth. Okay. And all my friends are playing Frederick Bay Ruth. Where I lived on the other side, I had to play at this uh, organization called Monocacy. And Monocacy was based out of Urbana. So it all circles around. So my first uh, like league I played in, organization, was in Urbana. So, wow. so now we're, we come back to, you know, I don't know, 20-something years later, I'm the head coach of Urbana High School, you know. And so it's kind of Full circle how God works, I think. That's right. Um, it's crazy. So 
I was playing on uh, this team of Minoxi. We played behind Urbana Elementary School. No dugouts, no fence. It was just like, you know, I got, I'm a boy from California and Florida to Maryland to what the what the heck is this? Not only that, it was freezing. Yeah. Like I remember, like we had tryouts, and it was we had snow flurries, and I'm a I'm a I'm a kid from the the south and the west, and I'm out there freezing. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I played uh, that year, and uh, that was my 14 year old year, and then then the next year, my parents were like, are you gonna sign up for baseball? And then I started getting involved with other sports like basketball and football, yeah. and uh, I was going into eighth grade. And um, now that I was already in eighth grade, I was, this is my summer before going into high school, and I decided to play. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play AAU basketball because mm -hmm. I was getting, you know, I was a little bit, little bit smaller than what I am now, but not, you know, like I'm six three. I was around, you know, six foot. Yeah. In eighth grade, so wow. I, I was pretty decent at basketball at the time, and as an eighth grader, I was like, I'm gonna go play AAU basketball. I mean, he's, he's I had guys asking me to come play for the teams and stuff. So I was like, I'll go do this. Yeah. Right. And so I went and did that and got into high school and was playing football and basketball. Baseball season comes around. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to focus on, uh, you know, getting stronger, playing football, AU basketball. I didn't play baseball again. Wow. And then, yeah. And then sophomore year, I was starting quarterback of the high school football team as a you know, as a sophomore in varsity, played basketball. And here I'm thinking, I'm going to go play football in college. Like, I'm a starter as a 10th grader. Yeah. You know, I, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then, so I started football as a quarterback for three years. Now I was at Frederick, right? Yeah, at Frederick High. Yeah. At, uh, and then my uh, funny thing was, after my uh, going into the junior year uh, tryouts for baseball, uh, Coach Rhodes – who's still there. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to be his 30th year. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, got to talk to him. Yeah. He's going to be coming. Yeah. He's a dude, him. right? He's a dude. That's right. <laughs> but coach, uh, he was a family friend because like my youngest brother and my sister are the same age as his kids. So they would play little league and like rec basketball together. And so uh, we were friendly with him. And so a buddy of mine, you know, it was like, why don't you go out for the baseball team? I was like, I don't know, man. He goes, come on, just go out. And so I called coach the night before trials. I said, coach, I know I didn't turn in my paperwork, but hey, can I come out for the team? Mm. And he was like, yeah, sure. Uh, he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll let you come out, right? Because he had a rule that you had to have your paperwork in by a certain time. Sure. And so he kind of like let me, I'm like, yeah. So he's probably like, he's going to come out. He ain't going to be able to play. We'll just cut like, you know. Right. So I came out. And, uh, you know, I'm an outfielder. And, of course, I could run. I could throw. And it's been a while since I hit. Like, right. it's, like it's been a while. But there's this young guy out of college, his first coaching job named Mike Franklin, was the, you know, one of our assistants. Yeah. And I guess during tryouts, coach was like, is this guy, is this frown fucker kid going to help us? And Franklin's like, I think he can help us. So, and so they kept me. And then next thing you know, I had a good junior year. I started. I started, and then I had a pretty good, uh, you know, senior year of football. I had some books, uh, you know, Shepard and Towson. Yeah. 
decided, uh, and then I had a baseball year. I, I did unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I decided because I was unsure about football, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go play baseball. Wow. So Dan Taylor recruited me to FCC. And um, it was a great experience for me because it was the first time that I could actually focus on baseball mm-hmm. all year. No other, other, you know, no other sports. You know, Coach Taylor was the first coach I would say, you know, in high school, I was a pretty good athlete. And I kind of got away with not practicing hard or mm-hmm. Coach Taylor was the one that got on me. He got on my ass about, you know, loafing or he, he, he probably is the one that got me to work hard, to yeah. understand how hard, you know, what you got to do to work hard. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I've I've told him before uh, on Facebook, I'm like, you know, coach, now when I look back, you're the guy that like kind of got me. If it wasn't for him, my success at West Virginia wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, because he's the one that was like. Set the foundation. Set the foundation of busting your butt. Yeah. You know, you can't just go by with what your town is. You're going to have to work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then when I went to West Virginia, I redshirted the first year. I was fortunate enough to have, you know, Doug Little as my assistant coach. Mm-hmm. So you, you talk about the foundation I've had as coaches. I've had some dudes, man. Yes, you I've have. I've had Coach man. Rhodes. I've had Coach Franklin. I had Coach Taylor. Yeah. I had Doug Little as assistant. Yeah. Um, I've had uh, Bruce Cameron, who's assistant at Shenandoah. He was yeah. Yeah. also on the staff. You know, he was my outfield coach. I tell you what, they got a staff up there right now, man. They got a really good staff up there. All up there right now. Shoot. Yeah. Right. Those guys are good, man. So. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like that's definitely Phil Rhodes, man. I definitely a guy I want to talk to. I was like, yeah, just to talk about a leader in our in our state. You know, the guy is such a tremendous. What do you what do you feel like Coach Rhodes like so as playing for Coach Rhodes? What do you think the best thing that he does? You know, Coach is like a second father to me. Yeah. Um, yes, we we were close in terms of our families were close, but like Coach, he was always um, he just you know through the years he's able to just communicate with his players like he did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's a great teacher of mm. the game. You know, he teaches yeah. the game. They might not have the best talent. They might not, you know, the best players and the most talent, but those guys are going to play hard for him and they don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the first few years, he used to kick my butt. You know, we, we were playing my first few years at Urbana. And, you know, when you're playing your mentor, you want to win, man. Oh, you yeah. you want to beat them. You got to show what you learned. <laughs> yeah, and so the first, <laughs> it took a while for me to beat him. Yeah, like it took it took a while. He was took, scary good though, in the, like the early like the late two thousands, and he was scary good. That yeah. 08 team was the best, one of the best I've ever seen. The 09 team when they won the state championship. Yes, 09. Yes, they were. And they're very good in 08 too. 08, yeah, they're very good, and they lost. Uh, they got upset in the playoffs, and they turned around and had an unbelievable year in 09. But they only lost like three games. They were but, unreal. Um, yeah. So then he graduated all those guys. And then 2010, I finally got him mm-hmm. because we were pretty good in 2010. So, you know, he's just a teacher of the game. And it, you never hardly ever hear him raise his voice. Right. You know, he's just, right. 
pretty much calm, cool, and collected all the time. And I mean, the guy, shoot, I mean, I, he even, before me and my wife got married, before we bought our house, okay, I was uh, living with a, a friend of mine out of high school when, we, when I got out of West Virginia. So we had an apartment, apartment lease came up, me and wife, my fiance, she was my fiance then. But we were kind of like looking for a place to live. Um, at the time, I was like, well, I don't know how long it's going to take me to buy this. I was like, coach, man, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, I can find somewhere to live. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you just move in with me? I was like, I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, man, coach, well, that's good, you know. And he goes, so after a few weeks go by, he goes, well, have you found any place to live? I'm like, no, I haven't found any place yet, coach. And he goes, well, we have an extra bedroom. You just come live with me for a couple months until you figure out. So I packed up. I moved in for a couple months. Oh, I mean, that's, that's the type of guy he is, man. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for all these years, he's, all, he's still giving me wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's still giving me the, uh, the, you know, the knowledge he has. And yeah. he'll tell me in certain things where, you know, when I was younger, Coach, he would tell me, like, you're being a little too intense or you're, uh, you need to calm it down a little bit or, yeah. You know, because I, I, you know, as a, I was, a lot of times I was just wanting to beat him so bad sure. that when those games that we would have to play each other, I just wanted to show him that, you know, my team is like, you know, good enough to beat you. Yeah. That I kind of got out of my, my normal, my, my shell a little bit and got too intense and too competitive. Yeah. So, what do you, what do you think like is like, um, is a trait that you might have gotten from him or like, well, maybe like the best thing that you've taken from coach Rhodes. Uh, the relationships with my players, Yeah. you know, and just, just teaching them. And as the years, I think gone on, I've been a little more like, like him in terms. I don't, I don't yell too much anymore. Occasionally I'll get a little sure. angry, sure. but you know, occasionally I'll raise my voice, but not too much. Like I've kind of calm simmered down a little bit. Um, just watching him, how he does things. Like I watch him now, and like he's like, you know, he kind of just lets his kids play. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's he's not like micromanaging everything. Like you know, he has an assistant coach that does a lot for him, and uh, that's kind of like how I am now. I got coach uh, coach Long, kind of, you know, since he's came over from Walkersville, he has uh, definitely taken some things off my plate. Mm-hmm. that I can just kind of focus on other things. And so from what, from the beginning until now, it's like, it's not all about uh, me trying to do everything and micromanage everything. Yeah. But that's kind of what I've kind of taken from the last few years of learning from coach Rhodes. And, you know, I helped him out one year, uh, 2003, the first year I was out of college and I kind of sat back and just, and just, you know, watch what he, unfortunately I wasn't teaching yet. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be there all the time, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he, he's a great, a great coach and a great guy. Sure. He is. So absolutely. is. You know, and that, it's, and guys like that have good, good trees, you know, like they got big old trees, big old limbs, you know, and, um, yeah, that's definitely for sure. I got to I mean, think of the coaching tree that he's had. Like I played for him, you know, I coached at Urbana. Billy Gross played for him. He was at TJ. Uh, Mike Franklin coached under him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Mills coached under him also. He's at Oakdale. Mike mm-hmm. Franklin's at Kentucky. So, he, you know, he's kind of 
than that. Uh, I guess him and Roger Dawson of this area mm-hmm. have been kind of those guys have been. I mean, I, I look at him; it's been 30 years, and I'm like, I'm on 16. I feel like 16 is a long time. Like, for real, 30, 30th season coming up. It's, it's, you know, I feel like when I first started, I was the young guy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to be the old guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, and I try to. What I learned from Coach and what I learned from uh, Mike Franklin and, you know, now I'm, I find the young guys asking me stuff. Yep. And I'm trying to help them out. Like, you know, if Billy Gross has a question about things or certain things, how we do it, like, I'll help him out and talk to him. And he talks at Rhodes also. So, you know, I always feel like it's something about baseball coaches, which is like a big brotherhood, mm-hmm. like a family. You know, you, you look at some of these other sports and, you know, I, you know, I coach football a little bit, and it's like they're just. It, I don't think it was the same type of. Even though we coach against each other, like in baseball, but we all have respect for each other, and we all are, are you know help each other out if we need to. And I think that's one thing about as baseball coaches, college level, high school level, throughout the, you know, even travel ball throughout the country, we all have respect and the brotherhood to each other. It's like one big fraternity. You know what I mean? No, I agree. 100% agree. You know, and, and well, I can say this. The the great ones do. Like you still have you still have douchebags that just <laughs> <laughs> that just feel like they do everything and it's about them, you know, but like like yourself, coach Rhodes, the mentors that we've had, they've showed us that it's not about us. They showed us that it's about the players, you know, and we're going to do everything we can for the players and like you said, you're not screaming on kids and it's about your relationships. So yes, but there still is some douchebags out there that feel it's about me and mm-hmm. about what I'm doing, and I'm going to sit up here and do this and that. And so, um, but I would agree though. Like I think our our sport is the best at that. I feel our sport is the best at the brotherhood, um, you know. And I, absolutely, the one the game is so damn hard, you know. It's just yeah. damn hard that you know. I think we're all we're all trying out there to do our best and build good relationships. And and I think as we do that, we want relationships with your with your coaches. Um, And I had to realize that as a young coach about, you know, these kids, I played at a high level and, you know, I had to learn that these kids are just high school kids. Yeah. They're not going to be as, you know, they're, some of them aren't as talented as, you know, that we want them to be. They're just, they're high school level players. And we just hope that we can build a relationship and teach them the game and teach them life lessons Mm -hmm. that when they, if they don't go play in college, Hey, they still learned mm-hmm. respect, you know, this building block of success later on in life, that they're good husbands, they're good fathers, you know, they're good employees. They teach them lessons of showing up on time, you know, being early, wearing your uniform correctly. Mm, heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and my, my guys are, they know I'm kind of a stickler about, you know, when I say we only wear navy blue undershirts, you better have only a navy blue undershirt. I'll make you go take it off. Like, that's our uniform. Like, I'm not, you know, too much of a strickler on. I used to be a strickler on facial hair and long hair, but yeah. I feel like nowadays I'm like I'm not gonna fight those battles sometimes. But right. But the uniform thing, you better have a clean uniform, and you and you wear what I tell you. Like, we're not wearing black underneath our. We're, we're not black. We're navy and white. So find a navy, you know, undershirt. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, just building kids and teaching them life lessons 
is what you know, what I've turned into. Like, yes, winning winning is nice. But from the time I was a young coach, getting hired when I was like 26, to now that I'm 42, the things I've learned through the years, and I look back to that young coach, and yes, there's a lot of things I would have done differently. But um, I kind of feel bad for those early years, those players, yeah. you know. But yeah. You, have you ever – have you ever gotten the question, like, have alumni come back and be like, Coach, how they come they get to do this? Like, where was this yeah. at when I was here? Yes, I get that. I get the – Coach, you're much more lenient than you used to be. I'm like, <laughs> I know. But I always say it's what happens when you have kids. Ooh. You know, you know I, when I started out, I had – I didn't have any kids and now I have three kids and I get more and more patient. I said, each time I have a different, a new kid, I've gotten more and more patient with, because even with my kids at home, I have to be patient with them. I know they're not going to get things right every time or mm-hmm. do the correct all the time. So I have to be patient with not only my kids at home, but my kids, you know, at school and at my kids on my team. And, you know, hopefully they see that, you know, I'm a little bit more patient to what, you know, the mistakes that they make or mm-hmm. not going to get things right every time. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to make physical mistakes. They're going to make mental mistakes. But let's try to keep it on a, on a level that's not hurting us, in, you know, on a daily basis in, in so games. Now, it, is, it also sounds like you, you're patient with a lot of those, I guess you could say, things that don't necessarily matter. And it, but it also seems like, look, here's a uniform. Like it also, you also have your standards and saying, I'm not patient on these. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there has to be some, you know, there's, there's rules. Mm. Like I don't have a whole list of rules. Like I remember starting, like I had a contract. They had to sign. I had like 25 rules. No, I'm just like, what, what are we doing? Like, here's your rule. Just show up on time. Okay. That's pretty easy to do. You respect your, you know, the other team, the umpire, your parents, and your teachers. Don't have me get, don't, do not have a teacher email me. Mm-hmm. Because as me and you as teachers, the last thing we want to do, right, is yep. email or call home. That's not, you know, we, we want our day to be done and go home with our families. The last thing I want to do is sit here and email a coach or, or a parent because of behavior. So I know if I'm emailing a parent, their kid kind of, they screwed up. Like, they screwed up pretty good. So if a, if a teacher's emailing their coach, it's, it's showing me that, you know, you screwed up and they're taking their time to email me. That means something needs to change. Like, your behavior is not acceptable for what our program is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so speaking of that, then, so, like, what would you say, like, what is Urbana about? Because, I mean, when you guys come to play, you people know they got a game. So, like, what would you what would you say that your program is about? Competing. That's what we're about. Yeah. We want to compete. It doesn't matter who we play, and I think you know that I'll play anyone, anywhere. Yep. You know, um, I'm not. I know that uh, records matter in terms of seeding and your overall record, like coaches' record. Like when I gave you my record, that's the first time I've kind of put it all together. I was like, geez, I mean. Those first four years are pretty bad. <laughs> but, you know, what are we about? We're about, you know, discipline and competing. I want my guys to compete. Yep. And when they don't compete, I let them know, look, you didn't compete today. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, you, you only get a certain amount of times to come out here as high school players to compete. Like, if you can't give me 
two to two and a half hours of just play hard, compete, then what are we doing? Yeah. What, what are we doing as, are, are you wasting my time? You're wasting your time. You're wasting your, you know, I can't have four guys competing, 12 guys just joking around. We got to have guys, when we show up to play, we step in inside that field, everything else that's going on, and you're just, it, don't even think about it. I know it's tough. There's a lot of things going on in today's society with kids, and, you know, different social medias and yeah. girlfriends. And so we, we got to compete. And if there is something going on, you got to let me know. We've had these discussions. I've had these discussions with my teams about, you know, you got to let me know if something's bothering you before I put you in a game and then you're having a terrible game and then coming to find out your girlfriend broke up with you. Right. You know, these are things that like, I tell them I'm here for you. You know, I know sometimes you don't want to talk to your parents about it, but you know, I'm here for you. You can talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a few years ago, I had, we had a situation with three different uh, players. Their parents are going through divorce all in the same, like during the season. And I knew it was hard on them. And I tried to explain them as the whole team. Look, things we go through in life, there's going to be some ups and downs. But when you got to think about when you come to practice, when you come to games, you step in that field, two to three hours, you don't even have to think about that. Just enjoy playing baseball. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of my mindset of what we're about. We want to compete. We want to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And we'll play anyone, anywhere. And, you know, we, we've gone to Jefferson. We've gone to Martinsburg. You know, great places to play at. Um, last year, unfortunately, we didn't get to play. But, I mean, we had – some tall, I mean, it was one of the toughest schedules uh, we put together. I mean, we're playing Archbishop Spalding, nice, playing, uh, you know, Sherwood, Northwest, Twins Orchard, you know, some some pretty top level, yeah, uh, programs. And you know, we go down to St. John's in DC and scrimmage them every every spring. Yep, you know, we developed a relationship with Gibbs, and uh, you know, we have players that are pretty high high level. We even called uh, Gibbs up and said, you know, they play with them um, in the summer. Diamond skills. Yep. If they have a, if they have an opening, you know. Sure. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's what I'm I'm proud of where we've come as a program compared to you know 2006, seven, eight, nine. It was a struggle. You know, it was a struggle as a young coach mm-hmm. trying to figure out building a program and. Uh, trying to figure things out in terms of being a coach, handling uh, parents, handling relationship with kids, because you're just new to all this. You know, you play the game, you think you know the game until you put on the big boy pants. That's right. Until you're the, you're the head coach and you have to make the decisions. You know, that's one thing I didn't realize as an assistant, like when I coach, when I coach, when I was a help with a, Coach Rhodes, you know, you see the in-game stuff. You see some of the practice stuff and how it worked nice he is, but it's the stuff outside of that mm-hmm. that you've got to really, you know, organizing, like, practice plans and, uh, you know, relationship with kids, relationship with parents. Um, you know, because the parents, when I first started, they were tough on me, man. Yeah. I was a young kid, you know. And Especially we weren't. 
<laughs> you know, young, I mean, because you guys are relatively a new school. I think the new school was what, 99 is when it just opened, I believe. You know, so you're 99 still relevant. Was, um, 99 was their first senior class. First senior, okay, your first senior class. You yeah. know, so you're still relatively new school. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, and, and they're, I know the football team, they were really good during that time, too. So, yeah, people were, you know, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely came into a situation with some high expectations for sure. Yes, yeah, just the whole athletic department at Urbana is, you know, successful. We have meet the coaches night and our AD gets up and, you know, introduces every coach and goes through, like, what each team does. And there's some years I'm just like, you know, you know, I like state championships, this and that. I mean, football team, when it first opened, they won 50 straight games yeah. for state championships. So you knew the football program was already, you know, and they've had success in girls basketball. They've had, you know, you know, Kayla had success in volleyball. Yeah. So it, it, it's a challenge. And we kind of, it's not one of those, we want to be better than each other. But, you know, we, we set a high standard. Yeah, it makes each other, you, you make each other better. Yeah. You know, sure. because we don't want to be that team that uh, yeah. that doesn't make Urbana. Like you said, it's a standard of Urbana. You're going to compete. You know what I mean? You better compete. You better, you better, like you said, you better know that when you go to play Urbana, you're going to have a dog fight for sure. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I believe you guys do that really well, man. So, like, you know, I think you hear that a lot of, like, Sam, like, uh, um, I remember going back to what you were saying about, if I could talk to that young coach, like what, what would you do? Like, so like, you know, as, as some of the, you know, some of the, the advice you would give to younger coaches, like, what do you, what, what, what should one of these younger coaches do? It's not all about you, man. Right. It's not all about winning. Yes. Winning's nice, but it's not all about your ego. Okay. Put your ego aside, teach the kids the game, teach the kids how to develop relationships with each other, you know, the best teams I've had are the, the, the kids that all come together and form a good, good nucleus. You know right. how that is. Absolutely. You know, you've had, you might be have, you might have talented group of kids, but if you have like different pods and just kids that don't get along, you're not going to succeed. It's not going to happen. And there's groups that I, I've had talented groups that got along. We were good. Well, I had groups that I didn't think were going to be as good as we were end up being very good because they were as a group they were just great together mm -hmm. you know they all got along and so if i was if when i look back to that um younger self i think to myself like hey develop the relationships with your players it's not all about winning it's about teaching the game and teaching having relationships and the rest will take care of itself mm -hmm. okay that's the first thing because I remember being just hard on my players, like, you know, making an error, I'll yell at them, right? Yeah. Like, because you want to win so bad. And I think I wanted to win more just to show that as a, as a team, we're doing, we're, we're successful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, until I kind of chilled out and let the kids just play, I said, that's when we started no taking off with the program. But it was building that program. It takes a while. It's just that it doesn't happen overnight. Yep. You know, and I think the first four years I wrote it down, we were 30 and 49. Wow. Like, that's, we took a lot of L's, man. Yeah. I'm and with then, you there, buddy. I was with you there. <laughs> I remember one year I was like four and 14. Yeah. That was I mean, year three. First, that was great my, year. 
<laughs> my first year we were six and 16. And then, you know, we did have a decent, my second year, we kind of turned things around, but, you know, I took over the year before I took over, they lost in a regional final. They had like 13 seniors. Mm-hmm. They all graduated. The co- uh, Kevin Kendrew, who was the head coach then, he became the AD. And uh, then he hired me and we had three seniors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't like I was taking over a team that already had a good senior leadership. I kind of just kind of came in to, yeah. we had three seniors and the rest were pretty much juniors and the sophomores. And um, the next year we, we, we did all right. We went 13 and 10. I think we tied for the conference. We lost to Westminster in the regional final. That's when they had Harmon and he pitched okay. like every game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, and then I had to make a decision like where the direct direction was going to go as a program. I had a good freshman group that year. Yeah. in 2007. So I, I went in a way of, I'm going to bring up these kids as sophomores and they're just, we're just going to take beatings. I mean, but they're going to learn. They're going to learn how to play. They're, we're going to get comfortable with each other. And when, you know, we struggled 08, 09, but in 2010, it all clicked. And we won 19 and five. We lost to Chesapeake in the state semifinal. You know, Chesapeake's a good program. They yeah, are. They do a hell of a job. Kenny does a hell of a job. Kenny's a know? dude, too. I know. There's another There's another, another guy on the phone list. He's going to go down. So, you know, one thing, uh, we go down there, and then we just had a bad first inning, and it happens. Yeah. It happens in Making big mistakes, Kind of, I think it was a lot of nerves, but, mm-hmm. you know, you go down to College Park, and uh, we gave up five runs in the first inning. Yep. And uh, it kind of. Snowballed do th- after that. Do you find so like you know when building a program, do you find it, you know, it's almost like those early years, you know, like your kids just aren't used to those games. Yeah, I mean, after you know losing so much the first few years, I mean, yes, we were very successful that year, but then when it, I mean, we we're in a big time game with another big time opponent. Mm-hmm. And I think they just kind of that, you know, not, you know, we kind of kind of cakewalk through the, the region that year. I mean, and then we had a, a situation where, and this is why I kind of started developing, you all play anywhere, any place, right? Because uh, I felt like we weren't prepared all the way to, for that moment. Yeah. Moment got to us. And so, um, go back to my first year, not only did I take over a team that had three seniors, but I mean, let me, my, my AD game is scheduled where I opened up with John Lowry senior. Oh, geez. Yeah. And then, uh, I had to go to Chesapeake and play there. And then I played at Arundel. So Bernie Walker. Bernie? So, so my first year coaching. When Bernie was there? Yes. My first year coaching, I, I went up against John Lowry senior, one of the greatest high school coaches ever ever and bernie walters one of the greatest I, people are like people we're in alabama like people are asking about bernie like still you know yeah like, yeah yeah so what experience as a first year head coach to to go through real for real that's a i mean that is great that was a great story you'll never you'll never forget that and then you go play kenny kenny's a, kenny's a hall of famer you know gonna yeah. be I'm gonna kenny be Gunner. You know, going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the best Maryland coaches ever. You know, our president of the state association, he's a Hall of Famer. 
man, mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. What a, what a, I mean, and you were still 13 and 10 out of that first year. No, no, first year we were six and 16. Oh, that was 13 and 10. <laughs> Second oh. year we were 13 and 10. Oh, but, okay, okay. But it was experience. And then I had, I had parents, uh, you know, getting on me for because we were losing. I'm like, you know who we're playing? Yeah. Like, this isn't JV, Frederick County baseball. Like, we're playing. But you did yeah. you go to Jefferson too, or did Jefferson come to you? We went to Jefferson. Yeah. Did you go to Arundel too? Yep. <laughs> and you went to Chesapeake? We went to Chesapeake. So, first three games, your first year, were all on the road at those places. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's crazy, right? I'm that's like, wild, man. That's 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 day. a kick in the pants, man. I'm sorry, bro. That's I'm sorry, <laughs> having to be mad. That's 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 like getting thrown in the fire. Get, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn real quick. <laughs> yeah. Man, I you know what's yeah. funny though. You know what's funny? Because here, here's what I have to story about my because my first game, and I don't know about you, but did you take at the time? Were you so naive that you didn't? Were you naive about that situation? Yeah. Like didn't, didn't even know. take it in. Like what I was doing with these three with the within these three situations. I just knew. I just knew going over the Jefferson. I knew that, you know, because, you know, I, I played baseball at West Virginia. I know who Jefferson is. Sure. Right, know. right, 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 right. That's right. I know the players they've come because I had some players, teammates on, at West Virginia that played at Jefferson. Okay. So going over there, I knew they were a pretty top notch program and I knew who John Lowry Sr. was. And, but, um, man, you get over there and you see the, all the state titles up on the scoreboard and, uh, you know, it's under the lights mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great experience. Yes, you know? Is. They they pull their cars parked in the little area and they sit on their trucks and you know it's it's a great experience an experience that now I started taking my kids like we would we would schedule games there in Martinsburg with John Lowry uh, Jr. Yeah we would schedule games just so my kids can experience that absolutely playing playing under the lights playing you know in a crowd like that like I I wasn't even worried about them coming to play us at all at Urbana I was just like we'll come over there. So my my kids can experience going over there and experience that moment of what what high school baseball, like I said, should be about. Like, yep. you know, I wish our state would put it more into what they do over there. They do it. I think they do it right. Oh, they do a decent job. I know. Um, I'm sure Coach Lowry would like to see even better things like what he used to do back in the day, you know. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, playing 40 games and, and the, the, the playoff, the playoff, um, the playoff schedule and how they can, you know, they play series and it gets to a certain point. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely much better than Maryland. I would agree there. Uh, you know, just giving kids much more of an opportunity and uh, for sure. But yeah, those environments are amazing, but yeah, like I was saying about being naive. So here's my first, my first game, I go to Catoctin and play. Yeah. We play, we play Mike. So I'm playing coach Franklin and I have Conway on the mound, you know, who's what is a draft pick that year. I had nothing to do with that kid. I'm like, here you go, buddy. Like, just <laughs> go, just go ahead. Just, just, I mean, and do that after you throw, yeah, go run a couple poles and do a couple of these things. But here you go. Have fun. So we end up, Josh ends up just throwing a gem. We beat him three to two. Mm-hmm. We beat him three to two. And Coach Franklin, of course, is the classiest guy that I know, him and Coach Rhodes, and get, comes over, gives him the ball, you know. And just for me, not even really, just being totally naive, I'm like, Oh, thanks, coach. I'm like, oh, I got this thing down, you know. In fact, I probably I didn't win a game since. I didn't win a game since in 15 years at Catoctin. Like, I mean, I never realized how like how fortunate it was for us to come in there and take a game from them, you know, at at his place at Catoctin. Mm-hmm. Wendy is all, all, all not all in in end of March. 
probably 47 degrees in Conway throws a three, two gem. Like it was, it was amazing. And I just, you know, just being a 20, yeah, I was what I was, I was, a, I don't know. Yeah. 20 said 26 and just, yeah, just exactly. Right. Took it for granted. Oh, no big deal. And now, and now, so I get, so I get a chance to go see a practice. One of the first practices I go see, I go see coach Franklin. Mm-hmm. I go watch that practice, you know, and yeah. just, like I said, just being naive and young and, you know, so like that's that's one thing too. I think just being a young coach too is like go out and and see guys, you know. And I, I love what you just said too. I think most guys we don't. I think we're so worried about ourselves. And I I it's it, I don't I don't know how easy it would be because of course we can't go back and change it. But how easy for would have for us to be at twenty six to to have this brotherhood and to be respectful of a of a guy and and, and to ask them, um, you know, I, I don't know, man. But I I love I love what you said about that and and just. Uh, we definitely have a brotherhood for, for, for baseball. I'm glad that, you know, we've, we've had this relationship and just talk baseball. I mean, yeah. could you just respect the guys that just do it the right way and, uh, and things like that. But I mean, you know, you had mentioned too about like, um, you know, a lot of things about building relationships and teaching those guys that, do you have like any specific things that you do to like, you know, to kind of help with this kind of like the maturing process that you're taking on like now, like as you're trying to help build out, like, what do you guys, do you have anything like that in your program or, different things that you do that might help those, those skills? Well, I tell you, it's hard for me because I don't teach in the building. Yeah. You know, we're seeing with you too. So yeah. the only time I really get to be with them is during off season workouts or, you know, during our season. And with these kids today, I've realized the one thing about them, the, the best way they communicate through with me is through text messaging. Sure. And there's sometimes I can sit down with kids and they just won't open up to me about things. But then with later on that night, if I'm texting them and saying, you know, Hey, how's it going? I'll just start getting a book. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's just the way they, they communicate now. It's just, I think it's the same way, like them talking to their parents. Sometimes the best way to get them to talk to them, you know, their parents is through text messaging. It's like the, the, the way they communicate now. So, you know, just trying to build a relationship as best I can, like, I have a thing at the beginning of each practice, I'll go out and, you know, we warm up on right field line and I'll just go up and talk to the guys and talk like, how's your day? And it could be the guy who never plays or I'll walk through around the outfield during BP or something. Just talk, how's it going? How's classes? You know, because I don't really get to, because I'm not in the building. Right. I don't get to have that relationship with them. Like I see them every day and like, you know, during the, in the winter and the fall and just, you know, they can come to my classroom and hang out and talk. But so, you know, the only time I really get to talk to them is during practice or, you know, in the off scene, in the weight room. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's kind of, the, you know, I wish, I wish I could be in the building. Yeah. I think it would be easier to develop those res- relationships, but um you know, it's hard because uh, with my JV team, I always say that I really don't get to know the JV players until they are in varsity. Like I know them as, you know, who they are and everything, mm-hmm. but developing relationships with them because they're on JV, I really don't get to have that relationship and build that relationship with them until they're in varsity and get to know them better. Because right. not teaching in the building, I just don't see them as much because I'm with varsity so much now we do we do practice together Mm -hmm. 
okay? Like JV's with varsity pretty much, you know, the first, when we start our season, so after tryouts, we practice every, the drills and everything are together. Mm -hmm. JV outfielders are with varsity outfielders. JV infielders are with varsity infielders. You know, JV catchers are with, and I, I, I do all the outfield stuff. Okay. I'm the outfield guy. Yeah. Okay. So I develop those relationships with, that's how I get to know the JV guys in terms of um, developing relationship with them. But it's, it's hard to, you know, we have 36 kids in the program pretty much. 18 and 18. That's how yeah. we kind of do things. And um, it's, you know, trying to get, develop relationships with those younger kids is tough. It is. For sure. Yeah. Just trying to find the time, time to do it and things like that, for sure. I mean, um, when you go into like practice or things like that, you know, like, um, you know, as you're practicing with, with both JV and varsity, uh, are you, are they getting on certain teams or is it always very specific to JV and varsity or do you ever have a time where that's kind of like a full program? Like when it comes to like right. scrimmaging games? A lot of times it is the full program together. Um, we, we're fortunate enough we have two fields. So okay. we have our game field and then we have up top. I don't know if, if you've been to Urbana, but on up top we have a practice field. It's all dirt infield and a little bit of an outfield area. And then we have three cages. So, um, but a lot of it, when we do all the teaching and stuff and, uh, you know, the double cuts, the relays, the, you know, base running, the, you know, infield first and third stuff, a lot of it's all together because we want them to all learn it. I don't want guys on JV not knowing it and then coming to varsity and have to, it's brand new for them. Sure. So if we, if we need a guy to come up from JV during the season, let's say we have some injuries or something. They already know what's going on. It's just they have an idea of what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. Sometimes um, I've seen uh, teams that their JV just practice totally separate from the varsity, and I just mm -hmm. never understood. Like, aren't you all one big program? Like, you should be doing everything together. And I always believe that the culture is to build. I want my seniors teaching my freshmen because once those guys become fresh uh, seniors, then they're going to be teaching their freshmen. So if I want, and also I want those freshmen to be able to see what those seniors do or even those juniors, like what, what it takes. I want the freshmen to watch Trey Lipscomb and Cameron Walters and those guys, how they take, you know, they do their infield drills and they show up like our guy, our infielders, they show up, coach long tells them like they already know what they're doing like before practice mm -hmm. because they get out of school at, um, we get out of school, I think around 2.15. I don't get out of school until like 3, 3, 3.10. So there's a gap there yeah. where they can go to the field and get work done. You know, usually we have a JV coach that's there, but they're supposed to get everything done before I show up. Okay. So when I show up, then it's go time. Sure. So they have to, they're supposed to get there and get their stretching done, get their running done, their, uh, you know, their dynamic stretching, all that throwing. And then when I show up, their their little drills that they do and fill drills and they can hit on their own. But when I show up, it's time, it's go time and we get to practice. So then we're not wasting time, you know? We're not we're not when I'm not getting there and we're like, you know, waiting around for them to get ready. It's everything should already be done. Mm -hmm. And that's just the culture of the older guys taking leadership and teaching the younger guys. Mm -hmm. You know. 
So we were fortunate enough that this fall, you know, we had our return to play RTP. And, you know, I had to remind some of the younger guys, like, did you run your lap before you started throwing and stretching? Mm -hmm. Like, this, this is the way we do things. Like, remember, I know it's been since March. Right. But do you remember, like, what we did? Like, what you're supposed to do? And this is how we do it. So let's go back. Let's, and they're, like, looking at me like, well, we've already started throwing. I'm like, go run your lap. Go right. Because that's what we do. So... It's um, the RTP was awesome to have this fall. Yeah. And I sent a I sent a message to my uh, head of athletics. I said, you know, we should do this every year. Yeah. Just give us like three weeks in the fall. It would allow me to get to know the freshmen. Mm -hmm. We can we did some skill based stuff, um, and it, we we got to coach them for three weeks. It was four days a week. Can't be no more than an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. All right. And but it allows us to coach them and see them before tryouts. Yeah, you know? yeah, give yeah. more of a fair shot. Yeah, because you know you've had we have practice tryouts March first. Sometimes we're not outside, right? No, you're trying to evaluate a kid hitting in a cage that's seventy feet long, like, and then they look great, and then you take them, then they make the team, and then you take them out on a real field, and they can't even hit the ball on the infield. Like, mm -hmm. It's like. Man, or they're fielding ground balls on perfectly on a on a basketball court yep. inside, and then so allowing us to see kids be able to throw outside, catch fly balls, take ground balls on dirt, and like, I mean, I have a good idea. Like already, who we who's? I mean, we'll sure. see what happens in the. But I have an idea who can play and who can't. Sure, and that way at least you can now focus on the last like bubble kids, where you can say, hey, I really need to see you guys. And here's yeah. where we're at. You know, we're we're at number fifteen right now. We're looking for three guys here, and yours eight of at least at least you can be you know more purposeful even with your tryout now. Right. For sure. Not for sure. I mean, That's great. You know, in in the state of Maryland, we're allowed to work with two guys in the off season. Two guys. I'm like, and this is just for one day. So like, I can't take two guys, and my assistant take two guys. Can't have that happen. It's just two guys. Mm -hmm. So how? I mean. If you want to work with two pitchers, who's going to catch? Right. Right? So right. you're going to have to always have a pitcher and a catcher. It's hard to, you know. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like, and I heard you talk to Mongero, Coach Mongero. He said he had, they have four on one. And that would be great. It would be. Yeah. You know, even anything, four on one. Honestly, on one. anything, like just to benefit the kids. You know, yeah. anything that I, that I just don't feel like it's about, because what I feel it's about, it's about coaches who won't do it, right? And it's not about the coaches who will. It's not about even that's what's best for kids, right? And if it, if it just say, well, if certain people aren't going to have that opportunity, we're just not going to do it. Like, that's on the coach. Like, that's on the coach to do what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like that's what it is. But if I'm, a, if I'm a math teacher, I can work with my math students and, you know, mm -hmm. I can tutor them outside the classroom, like, if they need extra help. Sorry. But for athletics, we can't help them, coach them on, you know, outside the season. Right. And also, if I have 36 kids in the program, or let's just say 18 kids on varsity, it's going to take me nine days. Right. To through, I mean, and then who do you single out? Like, let's say I just want to work with certain ones. Then if the other kids find out you're working with 
these certain kids are going to be like, you know, you know how parents can be, right? Yeah. You're working with this kid, Johnny, and you're not working with my Johnny. It's like, yeah. Well, like you said, it's about those relationships too, you know, and what you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, groom those relationships. And yeah, that's, that's hard in your relationships with kids too. Yeah. You know? And how are you going to explain that, you know, what you're going to do? Cause you got to stand up for those kids and talk to them. So yeah, I mean, you're, and you are, I know you're only doing out of the goodness of just trying to help kids out. Um, you know, so I guess with that, so like here, I think here's a good way to lead into that. Cause like this summer, so like I said, my, my son's nine starting to play, starting to see a lot of Urbana Hawks, like young, young teams. Is that part of like, are you, are you able to get into some of that? Is that, are you, are you able to, have you been able to start some of those things? Cause I mean, they, they have the U, they got the U and everything. So and I thought I was like, this is great. I was like, and I actually, I think I went to talk to one of the guys. I'm like, this head coach, I was like, you stick with Urbana. Like this guy's a good guy. Like you better stick with him. <laughs> is, is this, is that something that you've been able to help? Like seeing that we have those struggles. Yeah. Have you put more attention with, with like your younger youth program? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it gives me an idea who's coming up. Yeah. This all started, the whole Urbana um, travel program started, I don't know, about 10, 15 years ago okay. with Jason Woodward. With and Jason he, Woodward? Yeah, Jason Woodward lived in Urbana. Oh, wow. His kid, uh, Tyler, played for me as a freshman. But Jason helped develop the beginning of Urbana travel baseball. Okay. So when Tyler was younger. And so back then, even then, I, you know, I, I got involved because I knew, I knew Jason very well because he was coaching at Gaithersburg and we scrimmaged yeah. each other. And then, um, but yeah, I started getting involved and uh, it allows me to go see the kids. Um, you know, I don't get too, I kind of stand offish, like I'll go watch and play. I know I talk to guy, some of their coaches and see what kids are coming up. But, you know, I, I, I thought about, you know, maybe getting them to doing coaching clinics with those coaches and, you know, letting them know, but things that I would, you know, what we run at the high school program, but, you know, some of them like nine years old, 10, 11, 12, they're, they're at baseball so much a little differently than when we're on the big field. So yeah. I've kind of, I, I just enjoy going to watch them and they know that coach Frownfelt is there to mm-hmm. check them out and, you know, you know, some kids come to us. Some kids decide to go private school, and mm-hmm. you know, but um, and I, I don't fault them if they want to go private. It's nothing personal to me. Like mm-hmm. I try not to take things personal. Just, if you want to go private and think you can play private, then good luck. Like, you know. but um, no, I, I enjoy watching, uh, and, and I run a camp in the summer too down there. So. You know, some of those kids come to my camp. Mm-hmm. They get, uh, we give out giveaways at the end of the week. Like, they, uh, you know, we have a different hat than the young the travel team. So, you know, we'll see kids wearing our hats around and uh, certain T-shirts. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we kind of developed that program, the high school and the travel. I just had a meeting with the, the guy who runs it uh, last week. We just talked about certain things about, you know, baseball and how I, I think the uh, key thing we talked about is when they get past 12 years old, they need to start playing with the kids in their grade. Yeah. Because w- what you find is I have, you know, I had some kids try out as ninth graders last year, but they were still playing with eighth graders because their birth date was, you know, 
mm-hmm. past that May 1st deadline. So I'm like, you know, and some of them didn't make the team. And they were kind of like, look, yeah. I'm like, listen, like I've told some of the, the coaches and the parents, I'm like, you're playing with kids that aren't even like, you're trying out with kids that are sophomores who are like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And you're, you're playing with kids that are four, like 14 or in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference between an eighth grader and a 10th right. grader. Yes, yes, there is. You know, so once you get past that 12 year old, you know, going to Little League World Series or going to Cooperstown, yeah, you should start playing with kids in your own grade so that you, you know, you spend a little bit more time on the big field, like um, in getting used to playing with each other and seeing the guys that you're going to be trying out with at the high school level. Because those guys in eighth grade, they, they don't have to try out for the next year. Like, and that's who you're playing with. So you might be a great player on that team, but you're playing with younger guys compared to who you're going to be trying out with in the high school, you know? Good point. It's a great point. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes they listen and sometimes, and the, the guy, uh, Justin Collins, who coaches, who runs that program, the travel program, he, you know, he understood what I was meaning, like, because he's, he's kind of, he's a baseball guy and he understood like, yeah, you got a, you got a point like, you know, even though they're your age, you can play down, but playing down, if you're just playing, you know, your your local travel team and hey, let's just play up. Or what I or I talked about, if you want to play down, maybe we have a like a Sunday league, you know, in the fall to help these kids if they want to come up a, a come up a you know a level, it gives them the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not all about the travel. This, this, you know, the travel, the tournaments are great and they want to win, but maybe we have something else like in the fall that they, if they're not playing football, they can come up and play on Sundays and just, you know, get, get used to playing with kids their age. Sure. Kids their age, bigger field, be ready to get yeah. to high school. I mean, that's, that's the, that should be even the, the goal, you know, it's about getting them ready to high school, you know, like that's. That's that's you got to do that before you get to college. You got to be a good high school player before you get to college. You know, like, just... <laughs> and that's what my develop my my relationships with you know Coach Little and Coach Cameron that they know if I call them and say hey, I got a player for you, yeah, that they trust that the kid can play. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to send them guys that that I can't because I want them to be successful too. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, I agree. I agree. It's just uh, so is um. You know, you got a good, like you said, you got good relationships with college guys. Is that just something that uh, you just, that's something that's like a passion of yours, something that you really admire to do? Like, how how do you go about helping your kids get to college? Well, between my relationships with certain guys and with Coach Long's relationship with guys, you know, I think that if we if we think that they can play in college and they want to play in college, yeah. we will get them somewhere to play. We know enough connections and relationships and, you know, even if, if I call you and say, Hey, I got this kid. Can you, can you, you know, you have a coach that you think that, you know, so it's just building relationships, not only the college guys, but just throughout the, our circle, you know, I mean, you can, you can do a point where Frederick can do a 500 mile radius and there's so many schools, you know, junior college, 
D3, D2, and if you're getting up D1, mm -hmm. that we all have someone that knows someone. Sure okay, and then we also know people that, you know, like I said, the coaches I know that I can trust and they trust me. I, I've always said that, uh, I don't know what your thought is this, but with Maryland High School Baseball, like, let's flip the season. Let's start in like end of summer ball, like let's start in August, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in August, September, October, play, play a season where the weather is, I mean, when we have this uh, return to play, I tell you what, it was the best weather I've ever had with baseball. Oh, I bet it was. I bet it was. Because it was like, you know, we started in September and ended in October. Mm. It was, it was beautiful. I like, bet it was. Maybe it wasn't much rain either, probably. Not much rain. You know, and I've always said that for, for Maryland, what, you know, Maryland High School base, let's start March 15th, you know? Or even that, go into April and just let them go after, after graduation. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's that's okay. what I mean. What, why, why is it such that we have to be done Memorial Day weekend? Yeah. Like, it's like this, I feel like spring sports just kind of gets, okay, we're done. Get out. Like, thanks. Mm -hmm. Here's your trophy. We're done. The season's over. We can start focusing on fall sports and football. But and there's nothing wrong with football. I, I love football. I played it. But, um, you know, for, for Maryland, you know, with playoffs, I, you know, we've come a long way when I, from when I first started playing, like in high school, where it was just a blind draw. You didn't know who you were going to play. So now we're, at least we have sections and teams seated. Mm -hmm. I've always, like, kind of like what West Virginia, I kind of been focusing, like, how about we have sections, the top four teams in the section make, make the playoffs. Then you have a double elimination out of those sections. That whoever wins goes and plays the other side, best out of three. And it, mm -hmm. it pretty much takes a weekend, you know. If you do Friday, Saturday, it's a winner. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, you play around and play it again. So, and then once you get down to the final four, you know, you can do, I mean, there's different things. You can play it all uh, Friday, Saturday, or, you know. I just feel like the way we have it now, we've had situations where, you know, you've had this. We've had good teams that we just ran into one pitcher. Yep. We were out. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I mean, you are, my 2012, uh, 2017 and 18, those teams were, we, we were, freaking pretty good mm -hmm. we lose to poolsville one year they went on to win the state title yep the next year we lose to howard they run on and win the state title i mean back-to-back -back years we lost both games by one run that team went on to win the state title yep and it's just such a little now if we play the best out of three maybe we we're the better team but on that one day you know no, i agree it, it happens, but it definitely does. You know, like, I mean, I could tell you that's the way I was able to get to a state championship. Just being to be fortunate, just being better than that day. I was it being better than for like a pitch. Like that's yeah. it. And we were fortunate. Like we was, we were fortunate to get a break. We were fortunate to get this, this little knock and we were a pitch better. And yeah, is it saying it's, 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 it's fortunate. Like that's all it is. Like it's, but is it the best way for the game? Prob no, it's not. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, you know, that's not bad. Baseball is not meant to be played that way because yeah, you can't do that. You can't just, you can't ruin into a buzz. So I remember North high's crazy team. What was that when Asia, Asic and Petro and all those guys, like that was crazy. And they, they, they go into Mooney 
and Mooney throws a perfect game against him. Like, oh boy, Mooney was unbelievable, unbelievable, you know, and it's just what it is. And it just, it sucks. It would have bad taste, but what would have been better for the game? Have your team and, and Howard go three games. Like how many people would have been that game? How much of the gate would have been at that game to yeah. go three games, to go a series, you know, with Mooney and North Iowa series with that. Absolutely. Think about Frederick, the year that they were like in 08, like have them play a series. Like they would be packed. You would pack a place. But, you know, those are big things that people need to see. And, you know, it's it's good that, you know, we just need to have more guys just on that same path trying to, you know, like I said, I, I think that's where the, maybe the coach association can try to come in and steer the, try to steer the direction of that more, you know, get on get on the committees and uh, and those kind of things, you know, like uh, because, yeah, I think the high school, the high school game is important. The high school game is where, you know, it is about values. You do learn a lot of relationships. And I think a lot of great other summer balls are trying to, are also trying to do that as well um, because they also might have their hands on them, you know, six months out of the year. But yeah. high school is really like what you play for it. Like it's just, it's where you're going to go back in 10 years. You know, it's, it's, it's a place that teaches a lot of those fundamentals. Like you said, you're going to play together. You're going to put the uniform on the right way. You're just a lot of those values um you know that you're trying to teach and, and and it's it's there's nothing like it you know and like uh like bush chapin loves to say is the guardians of the game i feel like as high school coaches you're guardians of the game you know and that's where mm-hmm. that's where you know i feel like even as an administrator they need to feel like we're you guys we're guardians of the game here like so if you're not if you're making decisions that aren't good for the game like the game is becoming less and less that's less, less important well, you look at like when you won yours what year was that 14. 14. When you, those kids will always remember that. You'll always remember that group. Yeah. And, and that's something that you guys will share for the rest of your life where, you know, you win a summer ball tournament. Like, it's not the same. It's not the group of kids. Like, you're all not together. It's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's great that maybe the Canes win the perfect game, you know, World Series. Like, that's awesome. But those kids are going to branch out and go back to their hometown where those, those kids on your 14 team will always remember and are still probably friends today and remember that, that championship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And oh, remember yeah. you, you know, as coaching. Yeah. It's a special thing. That's something that you don't get without playing high school sports. Oh, for sure. And it's all high school sports. Even get to college, you know, like shoot, remember we, I, I was at HEC, you know, Hagerstown and, and uh, you know, in 08, we took a team to the World Series, you know, that had no business, you know. Mm-hmm. But just like you said, they gelled well together. They had each other's back. They made plays. And they were typically like, just a pitch better in some people. And uh, those guys stay together. Those guys still talk. You know, it's still something you get, you know, you, you get your events. It's something me and Coach Jennings still talk about. You know, like it was just a group of guys. And when you get a group of guys like that, you've been through some stuff, you know, and you get you get a chance to do something special, and you, you'll never forget them. Yeah, especially when you got a group that grows up together. Like you know, these kids are playing. I have kids playing Urbana Travel. They come up throughout the years, and then you know you'll have kids at Smithsburg Little League or that have grown up, and then they're in high school, and you know they put it all together for one special year, and they're state champions, and they'll remember that for a lifetime. And it. it what I found that it's hard. It's hard to win a state title. Oh, man. You, you know, think Frank, you Franklin, at, Franklin, what, only did it 
couple years ago. And he's just, he's the coaches of coaches, you know, and then just yeah. how hard it was, you know, it's unbelievable. And then like, we've, like you said here too, we were better other years. Like in 14 was not our best team. Yeah. You know, 14 was not the best team that we've ever coached. It was not, we just, we were fortunate. We got some breaks. We were good. You know, we had the right mindset. I felt we dealt with adversity better than a lot of teams. Like I did feel like we did that really well. Um, but we were better my first year with Conway. That that group of guys, like eight oh eight, was by a very talented team. We had two D. We had the four D one kids on that team. Eventually, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then two, and then the year after. So in fifteen, we were better than fourteen. Like we hurt some people, and I never. We have, you know at Smithsburg, we're always playing up. I've never experienced that. You know, we were hurting some people, and you know we rang in the Wanger, and Wanger beats us. You know, mm-hmm. and. I made a bad call. I made a bad call and left it, left a dude in, but put a, put a dude in and, but you know, just didn't get a break where I make that call the year before three out, done. you know, like could have been, the, it could have been the worst call in the world, but it didn't work that year, you know? And so, um, it's just part of the game, you know, and it's crazy. It's crazy how the game is, but it's absolutely hard, man. Crazy hard. Yeah. I didn't realize that when, when, I, when I was younger, like not in the coaching yet and, once you get into coaching and you start going through years, like it's hard. Like yeah. you know, uh, you know, Rhodes has won one. He's, this is his thirtieth season. Franklin is twenty-something season. He's won one. Like this is some two, and they've had great teams too throughout the years. That you just sometimes you get through and you get some luck. Like I, I always say that the stars have to align a certain way to. You know, in 15, we get down there, we win. The region, we get the, the final four. We play Choptacon and face L.J. Newsom. Yeah, that's this, right. L.J. Newsom, man, that guy, was, that guy was good, too. And I'm less like, are you kidding? Like, now I watch him this year, he's pitching for the Mariners. I'm like, you know, at the time, I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. of all the years that we get, it's yeah. just a little, little things like that. But I, I feel like I'm a sponge. I'm still learning things. You know what I mean? You look at all the different, you know, like the technology stuff we have now, what we can learn. I mean, Mongero and Trotsky and Springer. I mean, these are all guys that I listen to consistently. Sure. Because the, the knowledge that they bring. And then I have, you know, this the, the group of guys around here. You know, I'm friends with Lowry, Lowry Jr., you know. And, you know, my relationship with Doug Little and Mike Franklin, I mean, mm-hmm. just our relationship with me and you, like, yeah, man. a great group of guys. And I, I feel like as a coach now, if I'm a young coach, they have so much more resources and information to get from than what than when I started. I mean, I was like, I can't even imagine what Coach Rhodes started with, but I was like, you get a, you had to get a DVD from like, Coach's insider and yeah. read a book. Read a book from like the ABCA that you know the baseball drills or baseball strategies. You know, you remember those books. Yep. Where now, I mean, yes, there there are things on YouTube that you got to be careful about, but there are some other good resources like Stick and Ball TV. Yeah. That I I'm a, I have a subscription to, and what I do is I'll look at things, and then I also give my I mean, maybe I shouldn't do this, but I give my assistant coaches my email or my yep. username and password. Yep. So they can learn. They can go on there 
conventions now that they have everything yeah online it's you know it's a great resource yeah that's definitely a great resource even for like youth and travel i think you know to be an abca member would is a, is a no-brainer i know that's one of the first things i did when i started coaching but it's been a great opportunity you know to go there and also just to see everybody networking i mean me and you we've been there before and um i think that's a that's a no-brainer now with all yeah like you said all the videos and stuff now that they're doing like that's with your membership mm-hmm. no no doubt no doubt because i used to pay for all those i used to have to pay for all those daggone yeah. videos now everybody's getting them for free and what and what we say in our program to my coaches i always say this keep it simple stupid yeah right because if we overload these kids, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get it. Uh-huh. Like if you throw too much at them, it's just gonna go right over their heads. Right. So kind of keep it simple, okay? I'm not gonna do crazy things. We can put in 20 different bunt defenses. We can put in all these different pickoffs. But how many times? I mean, we only play 18 games. How many times do you really use that? Like just just put in some simple things, you know. Uh, and as a coaching staff, look, if they're gonna bunt the ball. We're gonna get an out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just throw the ball to first base. <laughs> let's get yeah. that out of first base, and then we'll put in we'll put in a bunt defense that, hey, we need to get the lead runner. You know, let's these guys crash, and let's try to get the lead runner. But right. you know, when it, when you when you only have these guys for a certain amount of time, right? You know, we have pretty much three weeks of practice before our right. first game in China, and then once the games start going, you know. We're playing so much that it's, you know, a few years ago we had some games that got rained out and we were getting backed up. We played like nine games in 12 days. Yep, yep. But once you get rained out, then you just keep pushing and it, pushing it, and yep. And then when you do get to practice, it's like, you know what, guys? It's just easy. Let's just have a nice workout and get yeah. the heck out. Don't get hurt. <laughs> can't be competing. Like, we can't compete and we can't have all yeah. these great drills that we all – I have them ready to want to teach you. We just played eight games in the last ten days, so we got to like take it easy here. Yeah. yeah. A good, a good, a fun game that we play together is um, we play a t-ball game. We'll put the t out on home plate. We'll put nine, you know, guys out in the field, and they compete. They got to hit the ball. Uh, guys got to make plays, and you'll be surprised. They think, oh, I'm just hitting off the t. You'll be surprised how many guys can't, you know. It yeah. teaches them how to drive the ball. Sure. Get we're working good, on, good direction, good back control. But we're also working on our infield play. You know, if we have to cut off, we're working on base running. So yeah. we're putting all these different things in one little, and I don't think they realize all this is getting into, but they're competing. Mm-hmm. You know, the winners, the winners don't have to do field work. But hey, coach, so let, let's say anybody, like you said, you talked, you DM the coach box about what if, what if somebody was DM you, how are they going to do that? Uh, they can, my email address, okay. michael.clownfelter at fcps.org. I'm always, uh, you know, or urbanabaseball24 at gmail.com. I'm always, you know, if anyone's, you know, they can even send me a text or something if they want. 240-367-7732. Okay. Um, I'm good for all that. I mean, you said urbanabaseball at gmail? UrbanaBaseball24 at gmail.com. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always willing to help out other coaches, you know. I think it's just part of – I had coaches that helped me out, and as you get older, you should, you know, help out 
the younger generation. I always feel like I'm getting all this knowledge now and uh, definitely uh, good luck to my son coming up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to overload him with all these things that I'm learning. I know. From. It's, it's so hard. It's so <laughs> hard. You're, I'm with you there, man. Like, I, I'm with you there, bro. So, I just try to let them enjoy it. Like, yeah. Have them, you'll let, you'll let figure them have it out. And, you have a good feel and you have a feel for those things. We have so many relationships are huge for us, you know, so you'll get, you'll feel for that. And, but yeah, I'm the same way with my son. I overload him with a lot of stuff, you know, and pull back at certain things and some things, certain things will click and, you know, you'll figure it out. I, w- I always tell Coach Long that uh, I'm going to let him deal with him. There you go. I'm just going to sit back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. That's <laughs> all his fault. But yeah, Jeremy's been, Jeremy's been great too. I mean, um, he's a very good coach and, you know, what a, since he's came over, we are, uh, he came over in 2015. So we are what, 76 and 37. Mm. Since he's came over. I mean, it's, we've won a lot of games. Like, yeah. Just the, it's good to have two heads that, you know, can think off each other. Yeah, I'm sure it's such a great role for him. I'm sure it's so great, great for him. Yeah. And he does know the game. He's good, you know, a good baseball guy, you know, and he, but he doesn't have to deal with all the other things. He's, that, he's not always the best people person, you know. That's the other things <laughs> that he has to deal with all those other people outside of the diamond. Yeah. So, and that's what's great, you know. And if he did that, he is one of the best in the area. In you know, that can just get on the field and just coach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and he's the one I've told, like, you know, don't take things so personal. Yeah. You know, if if a kid doesn't want to play for you, they don't want to play for you. Like, it's not. It's nothing on you, buddy. Like, yeah, it's it's tough, man. I, I got a problem with that too. You know, you read so many different things, trying to take ownership of stuff, and you know, it's just it's just really hard. Hard. But yeah, I understand that. You know, I, I'm like, you know, sometimes, you know, because he coaches them hard in the summer, yeah. and I don't think some you know some kids aren't really wanting that in summer. Sure. Yeah, you know, they just want to come out and show up, and you know, practice once a week, and right. And that's another thing I think for kids who we have freshmen that come in, they're shocked about what we do, like mm-hmm. in terms of how we run our practices. We practice like what six days a week. You know, you're off on Sunday, mm-hmm. but you know, we, in the winter we have so much. You know, we work out. You know, in December we work out four days a week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then once the uh, once it turns after the the new year. We rent out a building at Frederick Paragrounds, mm-hmm. and we hit uh, three days a week. We lift three days a week, and when they come and lift, uh, hit, they they can throw out in the fairgrounds parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, and that goes all the way till when we start March. Yep. yep. So you know, for some of these kids, it's like, jeez. And then we start, it's bang bang like and until. Then it goes real fast. Yeah. And it's a lot when you're a freshman and you used to practicing like once or twice a week and you're showing up to play. It's like a, it's a different mentality they have to. We've had some kids that making us freshmen and not come back because it was 
you know, it wasn't what they're expecting. Like, it they still continue to play summer ball, mm. but it was a different type of baseball that they were expecting. It's kind of strange, right? You know, like, oh, yeah, it is. Because our structure and our, uh, you know, preparation and our, what we do in practice and, you know, hmm. a couple of years ago, I don't we built, uh, we built, we bought a uh, 80 foot, what's it, 80 foot, I don't know, sea uh, container. Oh, you got one. On the field. Okay. We had a big sink container. And I bought uh, 40 little lockers. And so, because our, our field was so far from yeah. the, from the um, school. Yeah. So now we have, a, each player has their own locker. That's awesome, man. They can leave their bags. Like, because I was having issues, you know, with cell phones in the dugout. Right. You know, now it's, there's no more excuses for that. They just right. leave all their stuff. They change everything in the seat container with the, their locker. But yeah, thank you very, thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate it. Um, no, you bet, bro. It's been fun. Coach Mike Frown, Felter. From Urbana High School, Maryland. Just wanted to review a couple of little things that I just loved about our conversation. Uh, I just loved our conversation about him trying to teach life lessons through the game. How, as he's gotten older, it's not about him. It's not about you. Put your ego aside and teach these kids the game. Build relationships. Uh, I think about a great point of just texting kids. I know that I, I think as an older uh, older person or a person who you know used to have to call everyone, I feel like texting's not per texting is personal with younger kids. It's pretty personal. You know, there's um, you know cyberbullying and things that happen. They don't happen over kids calling each other. They happen over texts. So I, I think he brings up a great point with texting people. And texting kids, and so just even though it doesn't seem personal for us, it's personal for kids. So I think it brings up a great point there. So again, if you want to see Frowny, uh, email him michael.frownfelter at fcps.org. We just scratch service on a lot of things. They fundraise like crazy. They've got a lot of things going on there at Urbana. Um, Urbana Baseball24 at gmail.com. You can text him at 240-367-7742. Again, Coach Michael Fraunfelter, stud of a player, um, great coach. He's in a hotbed of, of talent, which really just of coaching talent. We've, we've got a ton of people. He's, he's learned from some of the best in the, in the state of Maryland, which honestly those guys would coach anywhere and be the best in any state that they would coach in. Um, but... Um, you know, continues to be consistently at the top um, of, of the programs in the state of Maryland. He will play anybody. They compete their tails off and uh, continues to do it the right way. So it's uh, a great guy. Uh, we had a huge conversation. Talked to this guy for over two hours, uh, you know, and tried to do the best I could with trying to get the best valuable nuggets that people would like to listen to and um, – you know, but again, I can't coach Frowny. Thanks, man. Thanks for taking some time. And um, for all you guys out there, if you have any feedback for me, you can continue to share share the podcast. Let me know how things are going. 
Continue to email me, TreyTCobb at Gmail. I guess you can text me, call me, 301-992-4301. But until next time, keep getting better.